Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Big Brother, North Korea's Forgotten Prince is a new true crime podcast that dives deep into the life and mysterious assassination of the man once destined to be North Korea's next dictator. Join me, Eden Lee, as we investigate a twisting tale of espionage, palace gossip, and political backstabbing, and dive into the motives and suspects behind the most bizarre assassination plot of the 21st century. Listen to Big Brother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 23rd. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week, we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus, you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional <laughs> basketball players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Billie Eilish is calling in right now if you want to say hello to her. Really? She really is. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. 
Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to a special, an extra special episode of The Office Deep Dive. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. Now, today, I'm going to need you to hold on to your pants, folks. Is that a phrase? Because I have got a very special surprise for you. Actually, not one. I have two surprises. So let's start with the one that involves my good friend, Steve Carell, whom I don't know, some of you may know as Michael Scott on The Office. Just kidding. I know you know who Steve is. Um, well, yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday to you, Steve. And we all know he is the man who deserves all of the presence in the world. Well, I gave him my gift last year, which was to surprise him with one of the biggest musicians on the planet, who also happens to be one of the biggest Office fans on the planet. He got to meet Billy freaking Eilish uh, for the first time over FaceTime. And let me tell you, it was magical, okay? That week, she had just taken home five Grammy Awards, one of which I still believe rightly belongs to us. And I'll take that any time, Billy. Thank you very much. <laughs> but in honor of Steve's birthday, I'm going to share with you, all of you listeners, my gift to him, this uh, a phone call with Billy Eilish. After that, I'm going to be answering some of the questions that you have been asking me on social media, uh, filling in the gaps and getting to, to know all of you just a little bit better along the way. But before we get to that, before we get to you, please give a very warm welcome to, well, the king of the office, Steve Carell, and the voice of a generation, Billie Eilish. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning Left over from the night before Oh my goodness! Hey, first of all, congratulations! Oh my god! Oh my. Thank That's you. Insane. So <laughs> this is crazy. How are you guys? How are you? I'm great. I am amazing. Congratulations. Steve and I were just talking actually, and you won five Grammys. Yes. Um, we feel like our contribution on the album was the most significant. <laughs> so if you can if you can send one over, we'll split it. It'll be fine. I got you. I don't need all of them. You can have one. Did you see that? I just got us a Grammy. That's easy. <laughs> it's so nice to, to like actually say hi. I feel like we've sort of sort of crossed paths, but not really. I know. It's so nice. Oh, my God. It's so crazy to hear your actual voice and look at your face. I don't know. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Wow. This is my mom, by the way. Come here, mom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? You're, a, good, you're, you're friends with Amy Ryan. Yeah, very good. We love Amy. Amy Ryan. I, she's the best. <laughs> she might be my favorite character on The Office. Oh, <laughs> she's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, Billy watches your show, you know, all the time. The phone has the office on next to everything she's doing day and night. <laughs> Why did you decide, uh, like, is it your strange addiction? Is that, is the office your strange addiction? Definitely my strange addiction. That's why I had to use that song. That's why I had to use it. Come on. I had to use your voices because, you know, I was telling the truth as a fact. She knows the show so well that she can just listen to it, you know, because she knows everything that's coming up and everything that's happening. It's true. Sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you, Billy. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? <laughs> I'm embarrassed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, a little bit. Billy, who, who is your favorite character on The Office? That's a trap. <laughs> um, listen. Just say Dwight and get it over with. <laughs> yeah, he's so Do it. <laughs> Dwight is everyone's Michael. favorite. It's Honestly, I think it's Michael. That's fair. Well, that's fair. He only terrible taste. He only did seven seasons, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know if you guys understand how dope this is to me. Thank you guys for talking to me. This is like, well, it's, yeah, have, it's a pretty this big is deal. Like a dream I would have. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it a must, very, very it's big. It's a deal. very big deal that you get to do this. I just am saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's such a pleasure. Yeah, I have to tell you, Billy. My I have a four year old. My four, do you? My, I have a four year old. Yes, I started late. It's a long story. We'll talk about it later. But I, she dances around and demands to hear Billie Eilish. I don't know how she ever even heard your songs, um, but she uh, is such a fan, which makes me a humongous fan of yours. So that's so sweet. so. Thank you. Thank you. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. When did you, what, what is it? I have to ask you a couple of questions. When did you start watching The Office? So I started watching at 12 and I've seen it 14 times now all the way through, which is really crazy. And honestly, every single, like, because I've been getting older, obviously watching it, every time I watch it, I understand something new <laughs> because That's I started good. at 12 and I, I, I honestly, if you ask my parents, most of the things that it makes me sound so stupid, but the most of the things that I know <laughs> are because of the office. No, no, don't say that. Don't That's say a that. terrible. No, don't say that. No, no, no. No, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? This is it's, what we've created. This, I know no. what has happened. Damn it. No. <laughs> but like, um, like my parents will reference things that I only understand because of The Office. <laughs> They'll sing songs that I'll sing along to because of The Office that I don't even. Oh, it's really. Um, there are some <laughs> words that there are literally words. Steve, that you said in the show that I thought were real words, but they were fake. They, they, were, they were you not saying them correctly because of the character. That, and it was funny that they did that, but I didn't actually know the real word. Like, so I, 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 I know, I know I one do, you're thinking. I do too. Dink and Flicka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely that one. <laughs> no, I thought she meant like, what? what is it? Indubitably? Indubitably. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Indubitably. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's amazing. Yeah. So you, yeah. so you start, you watched it 14 times through. Yeah. Have you started the 15th time yet? I have not. I had to, I had to take a break so that it's like, it's all fresh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, because if I don't watch it for a period of time, then I do watch it. Then I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like, a, 
Yeah, I gotta like miss it and then go back to you it. You might want to take like ten or twelve years, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really fresh. <laughs> ten or twelve years. Uh, uh, I will tell you, I saw you um, the video that was going around that you did with Rain, um, and he was he was qu- he was quizzing her on on quotes, and Rain. I'm not I'm not joking. He says like two words, and you go, Kevin. And I was like, what? I don't even know what, how did she even know what that was? It was unbelievable. I I have not actually seen all the episodes of The Office. So you you have me beat like by 14. Here's the thing. He did, he, once he left, he was like, screw those guys. I'm out of here. And he didn't. I understand. Yeah, he didn't. Hey, wait a second. I know, I know. I was making fun of you, and then somehow I ended up the butt of the joke, which is typical, actually. Um, do your friends watch it? Yeah, my best friend's always like same level of um, obsessed with it as I am. What what, sure. what is it that you love about it? I don't know. I feel like it's um it's like not stressful. I feel like so many shows you really have to pay attention very closely to understand and. I, I don't know if it's because I've seen it so many times that I already like what my mom was saying about it just playing. I'll I'll set my phone. I'll like literally sit my phone down. And I was crazy. I watch it only on my phone, like my tiny little phone. I don't ever watch it on a TV or anything. My little phone. And I put it on like a table and then I like clean my room or I like leave the room or I'm like in the shower or something. <laughs> just <laughs> listening to it. That's the best way to do it. Is put it on and then leave, leave the, the room. room. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but no, it's not that. No, I'm listening though, but it's because I've I've seen it so many times that I can come like fully envision exactly what the scene is because I know because I've seen it so many times and my brain is like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. Like even if I'm on a plane and I see like three rows ahead of me, somebody watching The Office. I can tell what scene it is and what episode it's from, from like what they're wearing and like <laughs> the body language. Is it like, does it give you comfort? Like, is it comfortable to you? It totally is. It, it makes me feel like, I don't know. It's like a safe space. I think it like takes me away from the reality of my life. <laughs> Which is, must be pretty crazy right now. It is pretty crazy. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Steve, do you want to say anything? Or? No, it's just so nice to actually talk to you. And uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Right. Tell your kids I said hi. Thanks. All right, Billy. Bye. 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 Wow. Just <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you both for coming on. And Steve, happy birthday. My friend, I'm I'm still a little concerned that Billy uh, learned most of what she knows from the office, but <laughs> what can you do? Uh, thank you and happy birthday. All right. The time has come to answer some questions from you. Mailbag. That's right. Now, I'm going to get to as many questions as I possibly can, but if I don't get to yours, never fear. We're going to be doing more episodes like this. So subscribe and comment on Apple podcasts or uh, write me on Instagram and Twitter because, well, we will be watching.
All right, let's dive in. And if I say somebody's name wrong today, I'm sorry. I love you just the same. Plus, you know who you are. Am I right? All right. So on that note, our very first question, well, maybe less of a question than an ego boost. A listener wrote in to say, super excited about the podcast. Kevin was my favorite character on The Office. By the way, here's the ultimate compliment a comedian can receive. You made me laugh so hard that I actually developed a nosebleed. (laughs) The ice machine scene in the wedding episode was hilarious. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I have been told by many people over the years that they cannot use public ice at a hotel slash motel because, well, they're afraid my feet was in it. Lupe Paz writes, uh, can you, one of these days on the podcast, talk about the opening scene of Stress Release? This is the episode where Dwight starts the fire drill. It is one of the funniest episodes slash openings, and I think we'd all love to hear how you guys felt filming that. So, uh, Stress Relief was the episode that aired after the Super Bowl. If you have found uh, the show on Netflix, you wouldn't know that. Um, I would say it is not only one of my favorite openings of a show, it's one of my personal favorite episodes. I think part of that has to do with the fact that it, it did air right after the Super Bowl. And, well, I'm a big football fan. Um, there were two openings to the show that we had the most rehearsal. It was the most almost like doing theater. There was the lip dub open, which was all one take. So it had to be done one take, the camera moving around the office and also the opening of stress relief. I mean, there were so many elements that happened in shooting that we had cat wranglers. We had uh, two different sets of broken glass, Kevin at the vending machine and Mike. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the exterior window, we had copiers smashing into doors and things breaking or having the potential to break. It was so much fun filming that scene, culminating with Stanley, of course, um, having a heart attack. So thank you for your question. But yes, for me personally, I would say my favorite cold open on the show. Rafsan Islam writes, Sir, I'm a really big fan from Bangladesh. Really love your podcast. Well, I am so happy that we have listeners in Bangladesh. Thank you. And I'm, I'm hearing we have lots of um, listeners in India and across Europe. Thank you all, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Walter Byrne writes, Kevin Malone had a little black and gold helmet on his desk with an M on the side of it. What football team does that belong to? I have no idea. I really, I really don't. I, I never found out. It was there the whole time. And in fact, shh, it might have been borrowed from NBC by yours truly when uh, the office ended. And I guess that makes me really a terrible actor, like not doing character study. I don't, I don't know what team it was from. I, I really don't. But I'm guessing a, a small college. It was not. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, Walter Byrne. It's a hard time for hiring. So you need a hiring partner built for hard times. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the creator of The Bright Sessions comes a new fiction podcast for all ages. Jump back to 1997 and follow Maxine Miles as she starts high school in the picturesque town of Hastings, New Hampshire. Fall is the season in which this small town shines. Apple cider, pumpkin patches, farmer's markets. 
It's idyllic for adults and boring for Max. But suddenly, Max's school year starts to look a bit more interesting when a fellow student vanishes. With the help of her misanthropic classmate, Ross, Max starts to look into the disappearance. Her investigation draws her deep into the dark woods around Hastings and even deeper into the secrets and lies that course through the veins of this sleepy town. This new YA mystery from writer-director Lauren Chippen is an audio drama with heart and wit that involves the audience in a way no fiction podcast ever has. Listen to Maxine Miles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. If I could be you... And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way... To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. So in our last mailbag episode, Dr. J. Skill asked who would be the best at playing hide-and-seek on The Office. I said Angela, of course, because, well, because she's so tiny. For Fry responded by saying, false, Creed would win at hide-and-seek. Well, he has the most experience as a character hiding from people uh, without being found. I think he hid in the office for, I don't know, close to 20 years. So for Fry, maybe you're right. Maybe it is Creed Bratton. Moo Foss A94 writes, thanks for the thoughtful interviews and never ending nostalgia. Hearing you talk about the web series reminded me of a DVD extra, Kevin's Cooking Show. Comedic gold. I did a Kevin's Cooking Show part two inspired by yours for my freshman speech class and accidentally spit on stage. Who spit slash sprayed the most during takes? Any memorable saliva stories? That is a great yet disturbing question. I believe, by the way, the DVD extra was called Kevin Cook's Stuff in the Office, which is just slightly weirder than Kevin's cooking show. We've discussed before, Mindy Kaling was the one who broke the most on set. I think there's no disputing that. In terms of spit slash spraying, jeez, I don't know. I will say as an actor, and particularly in film and television, you know, when you're on stage in theater, I think it's it's more expected. You're 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 working your mouth very hard and and stuff comes out of it. It is always incredibly awkward because in film and television, you're usually speaking face to face and sometimes very, very close, depending on where the camera's. And if something happens and something leaves your mouth that should not leave your mouth onto another person and the other person can't respond to you because they're in the middle of a scene and they don't want to ruin it. So everyone just acts as though that doesn't happen. Well, it's it's never fun for either for either party. But maybe it's because of his experience in theater and his excellent 
elocution and enunciation, I would say Rain Wilson. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And if I'm wrong, sorry, Rain. JP's dad writes on Apple Podcasts, question for future episode. You guys all worked really long hours, cast and crew alike. When someone kept breaking, forcing a bunch of reshoots, did anyone ever get angry or upset about all of the extra time or money that was being wasted? You know, it's part of it, I think, in a comedy. I mean, you're trying to keep it right on the edge. And I think that there's an energy that happens during scenes um, where you're attempting in a way. I always said I thought Steve was trying to make everyone laugh. I think that's part of the energy that he brought uh, where he would improvise something or say something in a different way or give someone a different kind of look because he was trying to keep them right on the edge of laughing. So I think that a lot of it is expected. There were times where, like, the first AD would be like, you guys get it together. Like, it becomes a teacher-slash-student interaction at some times. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain point where it's it's just, it's not fun for anybody. And it's certainly not fun for the person laughing either. And you feel really, really bad. I don't remember anyone specifically getting angry except the first AD. Yeah. Or maybe a line producer who knew we were about to go into overtime and (laughs) they were not happy about that. Unfortunately, there are times where there's just nothing that you can do. So, sorry, Kent Sabornak and (laughs) Randy Cordray. Sorry for the money that Well, some of us cost you. Diane Blue asks, hi, Brian. That's not a question. Love your podcast. Thank you. Uh, I am such a huge fan. I thought your character was so lovable. You were one of my favorites. You and Phyllis. Speaking of Phyllis, why did she, Oscar, Angela, and Creed keep their real names on the show? I always wanted to know. Thanks. Well, Diane, uh, that's been talked about a little bit. In this, Greg Daniels describes it as something to the effect of, you know that he ran out of creative energy on the character during casting. What happened was there were a number of characters who came, they were based on characters from the English version of The Office. So Jim and Pam and Dwight and Michael and Kevin and Stanley, those are the ones that jumped to mind. And so our names were adapted. Keith in the British became Kevin. But they always knew, they meaning Greg Daniels and the producers and director on The Office, that they wanted our ensemble to be larger. And so they brought in other actors to fill out the ensemble that offered different personalities and voices. And at that point, uh, Greg thought, well, let's just call them who they are. However, Creed Bratton is the only person whose first and last name is the same. And, um, well, let's just say... There, there might be a reason for that. Ricky Chu asks via Twitter, that was wonderful, Brian, meaning the Phyllis episode. To me, Phyllis exemplifies one of the big themes of the show, beauty in ordinary things. You were all underdogs for getting on the show and keeping it on the air, but she was unlikeliest of unlikely underdogs. Her story just warms my heart. Ricky I could not agree with you more. I don't, I've never heard another story like it that a casting associate gets cast onto a show 
and ends up being a series regular for 10 years, nine seasons. I don't think that's ever happened before. There are a lot of instances of writers who get a role here and there, but Ken Quapis, Greg Daniels deciding that Phyllis Smith, the casting associate needed to be on this show, is a, it's a truly unique story. And, and part of the story she tells us about going home when we started shooting and reading books on improv because she didn't want to feel behind uh, is a testament to one, her work and dedication. And well, the show certainly would not be the same without her. Another question about the Phyllis uh, episode, Jeffrey Johnson asks, when are you going to blow everyone's minds and tell them who sings the podcast's intro song? I mean, I feel like I have. <laughs> Maybe, Jeffrey, you don't listen to the credits at the end of the po- I think you just revealed to me you don't. Creed Bratton, the one and only Creed Bratton, wrote the song Bubble and Squeak, and he graciously allowed us to use it as our podcast theme song. So once again, thank you, Creed, and to you, J.J., Listen to the credits because there are a lot of people who put in so much work on this show, and I, I want them all to be recognized, not, not the least of which Creed Bratton. Michelle Cochran writes, whoo, if you told me the Creed episode would be the one to make me cry. <laughs> uh, also, Neil Graham writes, I was sledgehammering my crappy old driveway, tears pouring down my face about Creed Bratton. Let me tell you, Michelle and Neil, you're not the only ones. I can't, there is just, I know I said it, there's just something about that guy. uh, And his story is incredible as well, that he sought out Ken Quapas, who he had worked with before, and put together tapes of himself to try to get on our show. And, you know, is one of... The The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Most beloved characters on our show now. And I had seen him the night before. That That's the crazy... When he came into the studio for, for me to talk to him, I had seen him at his benefit concert the night before. And I had seen him play uh, the song from the finale when he came into the studio and started on his guitar, just me and him in that room. Yeah. Yeah. There were tears. There were tears for sure. Karen Pullen asks, I adore your show. You're so relaxed and thorough. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it feels that way. Did you ever do radio in college or your earlier days? No. Not really. I didn't. I've talked about radio before. I'll tell you one of my first, though, audio jobs, and this is only going to resonate for people who are, um, well, I guess, older. Before the internets were a big thing, when you were trying to find out a movie and you didn't have a paper— and you wanted to find out what movies were playing, you would call a, a line that, that was the movie line. It was called the movie line, I think. And it would be like, hello, here are the movies listed for AMC Galleria Theater. And then it would literally be like uh, The Quiet Place 2, 4 p.m., 7 p.m., 8.20 p.m., and 9.35. Someone had to read those like once a week for all of the story. To- I did do that for a little while. I was I was the movie line guy for my local area. But that was it. Um, but I will tell you, I love it. I love talking to people. I love just having conversations with people. And the fact that that on this show, I'm able to do it with some old friends, well, it makes it even more special. Odd Carrick asks, as a practicing therapist, I am forever grateful to the office for being there for me. As a way to decompress and to deal with my own issues, it has been a beacon in times of my darkness. Thank you. One, God bless you, and uh, and I hope you're okay. But two, uh, you know, I've heard this so much that people use the show, well, as Billy Eilish talked about, as a comfort in a what can be a crazy world for for all people. It has served as a comfort for her. So thank you for saying so. Thank you for watching the show and know that I and others on the show appreciate comments like that more than you know. All right. Jonathan Janes asks, we need you to do a full version of You Were Meant For Me by Jewel like you did at Phyllis's wedding. No. No. You are not going to hear a fully released version of You Were Meant For Me by Jewel. Sorry. Jonathan, JJ, uh, from the Paul Lieberstein episode, Jaffathan writes on Apple podcasts, Toby, I love this podcast so much. I'm really enjoying the in-depth and thoughtful interviews. I do need to ask, is it the case that everybody hates the character Toby? I've always felt great sympathy for him. I mean, 
I guess you'd have to ask other fans. <laughs> I mean, I would. I think most of the characters on The Office hated Toby, or at least HR. I think it's an HR thing. I'm sorry to all you HR reps out there. But I would say in terms of fans, or at least for me, I just love that Michael hates him so much. So there's a love for him because Michael hates him. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But I, I love, I love that. I love, and that Steve just came up with it. I love it. Jessica Worcestershire asks, who is least like their character in real life? Besides Angela Kenzie, my guess is maybe Oscar. Oscar? No, I, th I mean, I think it's me, <laughs> to be clear. I guess I don't, I guess that's for other people to say. But if I were saying, I would say me. I am less like my, my real life character, except, well, maybe I like to gamble a little and, and I, I can shoot the rock. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, Dana Goodyear here. Have you ever wondered how a true crime podcast like Lost Hills gets made? How we unearth secrets and tease out the truth and deal with complicated characters while tackling sensitive subjects like violence, trauma, and deception? Now's your chance to find out. Join me and Jake Halpern, host of Pushkin's Deep Cover podcast, on March 16th for a digital conversation on true crime storytelling. Get your tickets now at momenthouse.com slash DCLH. That's M-O-M-E-N-T house dot com slash L-H. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dutton. And I'm Elizabeth Dutton. Oh, wait, sorry. Zaren, do you want to say your name? No, I'm good. Go, go ahead. We're the hosts of Ridiculous Crime. People love true crime, right? The mystery, the intrigue, the human frailty. Totally. But what a lot of us don't like is the blood and the guts and the mayhem. Wait, 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 wait. Some of us do like the mayhem. Uh, okay, but let's be real. There's nothing funny about murder. Okay, that's right. Our show gives you stories like the kidnapping of Frank Sinatra Jr. and the Max Headroom signal hijacking. Oh, so you mean ridiculous stories like the UK cat shaver and Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. Yeah, stories like the dudes who stole Buzzy the animatronic whatever he was from Disney World and the woman whose husband tried to kill her but came back from the dead and surprised him at her own funeral. Yeah, that does sound good. You can find this new podcast, Ridiculous Crime, all over the place. The iHeartRadio app, the Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know how you live. Ridiculous Crime. And Patton Albeck writes, I would love to hear people from the office talk about their memories of Mark York, who played Billy Merchant, the disabled building manager who died this past weekend. He portrayed a memorable character. Thank you, Anne Patton Albeck. Mark was great. Mark was 
great. And Steve slash Michael's interaction with Billy Merchant were very memorable. It was a, a, a tragedy that he died. And, um, and I don't know if, if you, I, I can't specifically reference where, but a lot of people came out and did express their condolences for him, uh, for his family. Thank you for bringing it up because Mark York should be recognized for the tremendous work that he did. And it is a, a, a great loss. All right. In the episode with Jenna Fisher, it's possible that she and I may have briefly mentioned an idea that Steve had for an office reunion. So Daniel Kelly says, how do you let her drop that info about Steve's idea and bury it like, oh yeah, I've heard Steve's idea, like the world knows what you speak and brushed aside like the crumbs of a cookie? Um, look, <laughs> first of all, it's Steve's idea. If Steve wants to talk about his idea that isn't a reality at this moment, then Steve can't. Let's just say that the idea does happen. Well, would you want to know? Wouldn't you want to be surprised? And if you don't want to be surprised, I can tell you this. NBC wants you to be surprised. So neither Jenna nor myself is going to reveal Steve's idea. I'm very sorry. But the point was, there is an idea, and it's really good. Sean H.M. talks about wanting, well, a, a very specific new episode. Dude, we're loving the podcast, but you know what we also want? An episode where we talk to Brian and get to know everything about Kevin. We can't wait to hear you tell us everything about your character. You know, that is an idea, Sean. It has been talked about a little, but not for a while. So who knows? But who would talk to me? Or would I have to talk to myself? And would that be a disaster? I don't know. Thank you for the input. It is dis- It has been discussed. So we'll see. You can take total credit if we end up doing that. Drew Papuchis, I'm sure that's wrong, writes, This podcast brings so much joy to my work commute. You're the man at B.B. Baumgartner. You're damn right I am, Drew Papuchis. And because you said that, I'm really sorry that I butchered your name, which I definitely did. Um, so Steve and I talked about the director sandwich, which is when a director compliments an actor, then tells them what they're doing terribly wrong, and then gives them another compliment to soften the blow. So. Michael George writes, I had to laugh when you were talking about the director sandwich because I'm a teacher and we do it too, usually in emails to kids' parents. We call it a shit sandwich. Well, I'm glad to know they do it other places. (laughs) Nothing made me laugh harder, maybe throughout this entire podcast recording experience than Steve talking about the director sandwich because it's so true. And now I'm going to need to go and look back at emails from teachers about my kids and see if I can find a shit sandwich there. And if there is, well, it probably means my kid did something wrong. Reverend BB, which is not me, to be very clear, here's my question because I'm curious. Was it always the intent to do both podcasts or was it just, hey, we have all of this useful stuff left? Let's do it. Great question, 
Reverend BB. Uh, it was always my intention. Yes. From the very beginning, the first person we interviewed was Rain Wilson. And I had even brought it up before then. Like, I think we're going to want, oh, I think we're going to get more material than we want because an oral history of the office was, um, my math is bad, but let's say eight to 10 hours, uh, something like that. And I sat down our very first interview with Rain Wilson and we sat down for over two hours and immediately was like, well, we can't use all of that. And he said so many amazing things. So yes, it was always, uh, our intention to, to release more of the full conversations because we knew we had way more, or we were going to get way more than what we needed for an oral history of the office. But thank you for the question. Joe Bangles writes to me on Twitter, random question, but do you have a favorite cheese? Cheddar from Wisconsin. Going to 11 writes to me regarding the Steve Carell episode. I love this episode. My wife has a theory on why young people love the office. It helps them feel less intimidated about being working adults. Just because you are a professional doesn't mean you have it all figured out. They recognize personalities from school in the show. I think, I think, I think you're onto something going to 11. I think you're going to 11 or you're going to a hundred or whatever the biggest number would be. I, that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I had not specifically thought about being less intimidated, seeing people, you know, who work in an office later on, not, not kind of having it all together and figured out. But, uh, that's, I think that's a very, very interesting theory. And yes, I, I do think recognizing personalities from their other classmates and the structure of a class versus the office was so similar, like an unreasonable teacher who makes you do unreasonable things. Very similar from Michael Scott making his office workers do unreasonable things. Laura B. Harshfield Serbeck writes, I will say my 11-year-old son knows every episode and what season, finds all the mistakes and little extras I have missed. I asked him why he likes it, and it's because the characters talk about real life and he thinks it's real. He knows it's not really a documentary, but it's what he thinks being adult and working is like, which shows how great the show was done. Well, Laura, all I can tell you is it is indeed what we were going for. The reality, uh, this sort of ultra reality of uh, not just making a documentary or how a documentary was shot, but in terms of the behaviors and interactions of the characters. So thank him for watching and for being so interested. And uh, thank you for clearly raising a great son and fan of the show. Kristen Sheehy writes, I'm loving the podcast, currently going through chemo and the office and your podcast has provided me with so much joy during this difficult process. God bless you, Kristen. I hope you all get better soon. And thank you for listening and for watching. And again, I'm, I'm so glad that us crazy band of nutheads have given some relief to what you are going through. Pam Jill from the Randall Einhorn episode writes, what does a key grip slash grip do? 
Well, they grip it. And a key grip, I mean, clearly grips the key. I think. BC Jim Dad writes, Brian, did you just hear Aaron Rodgers in the match tell Charles Barkley, if you just beat Brian Baumgartner in Tahoe, he'll be happy? Yes, I did hear that. And I attempted, after being sent the clip of it, from Tahoe, where I was, getting ready to play, where he wasn't, uh, I did attempt to communicate, because I felt like I was brought up on air, I should have a chance to respond. So I attempted to contact Charles Barkley and Aaron Rodgers, and, well, not really TNT, because I didn't know how to get a hold of anybody there, but I tried to be able to respond. They ignored my phone calls. So, nothing unusual about any of that. Robert McCarthy, 42, writes, I'd love to know some storylines that just missed making it into the office. There must have been a bunch of great ones. P.S. Love the podcast. Thank you, Robert. Um, the one that springs to mind, I know we have talked about or we're about to talk about on an episode, Pet Day. Pet Day was is actually, to my knowledge, the only written script that we never did. It was a fully written script, and I think it just kind of kept kept getting pushed and wasn't done. There may have been some animal activists uh, that w would not have been happy about that episode. I don't specifically remember the content, but Pet Day was the title, and there is a written episode of The Office that I read at some point very early on that has never, ever been produced. Veggie the Memer writes, just a question, what is your favorite scene you've ever played as Kevin Malone? By the way, you're my favorite actor person in the series. Well, Veggie, you're amazingly smart, number one. Uh, two, my favorite scene ever. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to say the chili scene. I guess that's supposed to be my answer. So I can say that. Or I can answer it differently. The scene with Amy Ryan at the vending machine where she is counting money into my hands, um, that's the one that I remember uh, being, for me, the most difficult to not laugh because of her sincerity and sweetness and how it was written, her performance, all of it. Um, I remember that scene. And then now that I'm thinking even more, maybe the basketball one. I mean, I made 13 in a row on primetime. And who's done that? <laughs> not, not many people ever have done network primetime made 13 in a row from th free throw line extended. So that's a possibility as well. Nick Hamby on Apple Podcasts writes, uh, great podcast, love the podcast. I've watched The Office 44 times through. During my wife's pregnancy, we watched it so much that the first song that my son reacted to was the intro to The Office. Love the show and pod. Great work. Well, Nick, you might win. I don't know. 44 times is a lot of times. I don't know that I could count that high. I will tell you a funny story. Billie Eilish, who we talked to, 
told us at the time uh, that we talked, she had watched it 14 times through. There is some discussion she has watched it at least one more time since, but 14 times through. And I remember writing about that on social media, and I can't tell you the number of comments that I got that was like, 14, amateur. She's not a real fan. And I'm like, 14 times is a lot of times. Like you got, you can't dismiss 14 times as an, as a number of times. So, but 44, Nick, congratulations. You are officially as of this moment in time, you're the highest watcher that I have heard of. So congratulations. And I say go for 45. It's a way, way better number. And there you have it, folks. Another mailbag in the, well, in the bag. Uh, Huge thanks to all of you, for real, guys, for coming back week after week and and for giving us, well, giving us the the fuel to make this episode. I I could not ask for a better group of listeners. Keep the comments coming, and we're going to see if we can fit in another episode very soon. But until then, we're going to be back Tuesday with, well, perhaps the most well-dressed man in the business, the incredible director, Paul Feig. And you never know, we might have a little surprise coming to you before then. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, it means we may have an episode on Thursday. Have an amazing week everyone. Happy birthday, Steve. And I will see you soon. The Office Deep Dive is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Lang Lee. Our senior producer is Tessa Kramer. Our producers for this episode are Liz Hayes, Emily Carr, and Diego Tapia. And our intern is Hannah Harris. My main man in the booth is Colin Tedeschi. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend Creed Bratton. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Hello, this is Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. We're thrilled to announce that our show, Guys We F*** the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast, is returning to wide release. That's right. Every Friday, we talk to one of our favorite comedians or an expert in the field of sexuality, love, and relationships. To hear what all the f***s are about, subscribe now. And listen to the Luminary original podcast, Guys We F*** starting January 21st on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that on the day Dr. King was shot, the all-black security detail normally assigned to him was called off? They're the ones who would not allow him to stay at any hotel with balconies. Chief Wallace, did you ever ask what this was all about? Yes. And what were you told? Told that I had been threatened. This is the MLK Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Glory Adam, host of Well-Read Black Girl. Each week, we journey together through the cultural moment 
where art, culture, and literature collide and pay homage to the women whose books we grew up reading. It's the literary kickback you never knew you needed. Listen to Well-Read Black Girl on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.